0: Hello again, this is Noen John, and we are from Urban Digs talking Manhattan, and today I'm at City Habitats, got Brian Morgan, got Andrew Sachs, you guys, you know, you guys are honorees right now, because you're the first people I'm having on the podcast for the second time. All right, All right. so okay. you
1: guys can make a Steve Martin
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you're just gonna keep coming back to two wild and crazy guys it's, it's yeah. a great
1: accomplishment stop <laughs> yeah. giving you know quotes and you know references that Andrew's too young to know all right, all right we got Andrew's to too young to, you we got, got to give comedians you know uh, that are um, you know even Chris just, Farley just you need know. to grow out my beard really and that's right <laughs> just transform <laughs> yeah all right well Kevin Hart you know him right
2: unfortunately I do <laughs> we can do better
0: though you guys um, you guys nailed it the last time you were here. All right. We were here in November, I think. You were one of the first kind of podcasts and we talked about how the market's doing and you flat out said, I think we're I think there's another leg down. So you nailed it. So out of out of um, honoring your 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 winning prediction, um, welcome back to Talking Thank you. Manhattan. Thanks for having us. Um, really quick, tell everyone how long you've been in business for.
1: So I've been actually at the same company for fifteen years. Right. I've been at City Habitats has started in 2005, in June. Nice. Actually, it'll be 15 years in June. Nice. Yeah, I've and been working with Brian for seven years.
0: Beautiful. And uh, you do mostly sales now, right? Yep. Mostly
1: sales, Most some least. rentals? Okay. Some rentals. We have a team of people that do the rentals, so we do we do both. How big is your team? We have six people. Okay, good. What's, what's going on out there? We're seeing um, a really weak sales market and a really strong rental market. Okay. Things have... You know, things have changed uh, in terms of the rental market, you know, like people need a place to live. Right. So they're definitely getting away from the sales market, You're not seeing as much activity out there. Even, you know, the good listings, the ones that are priced well, you'll see a lot of activity. Uh-huh. The ones that aren't are sitting and then you have dead open houses. Right. And the rent, everything we put on for rent is moving. All right. Well, I, I'm, it's, it's pretty busy out here. It's busy out here. Yeah, yeah. so um, I can could, I could hear it's almost it's like a trading si- floor. Right? It, yeah, it, listen, it's the, it's the rental season.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, so there is a lot of activity in the rental market.
0: Right, but you yeah, I mean, you got four or six people here looking to rent, sitting down right in front. Yeah. you know, it, going listen, over the, the market. Yeah.
1: The overall yeah. market is
2: busy. It's just a question of you know they're shifting. Right, and the question is why are they. Shifting? Well, Brian and I were looking at the vacancy rate um, in Manhattan for I guess just historically, really, and I mean we're at. Lows from like when was it 2011 or 12?
0: Where is the vacancy rate?
2: Um, I mean, it it really fluctuates depending on the months. Obviously, summer being lower, winter being a little bit higher, but like I think it was like right now from April, it was where it was in 2018 in the middle of the summer, right? And that number's only coming down, right? So, I think what was it? Three and a half,
1: we're close to we're at one, one, one. What does that mean? Right now, one point one one percent. One point. Okay, rate. gotcha. Wow, so that sounds um, like right, a so. tight market. Yeah, it's a tight market, and as opposed to maybe last year at this time, we were maybe one one point three. Okay. Right. Um, you know, in the it, in the first few months of the year, you're looking at numbers were probably like one five, one six. Whereas the year before, they're were one, seven, one eight. So you're you're right. knocking down a few.
2: That's a tight a market level. So it's it pretty crazy if, to just think about like the overall vacancy rate I it mean, has like just over one percent
0: no it's it's well i mean yeah i mean i remember when i first got into the market it was just nothing out there well it was less you than one percent back in, in the heyday yeah it was nothing there was nothing out there getting an apartment was just impossible i mean you remember the seinfeld episodes yeah. you know getting yeah. something in the park <laughs> i mean it was just un, unfathomable um all right but what about sales sales is weak you guys aren't seeing a little bit of a bounce at all i know we're lower from the last time you guys spoke in november so that's like yeah. you know seven eight months ago yeah I definitely think we're lower from that point. Would you oh, agree,
3: I I would definitely agree, but I would, I would definitely say that I, there are some signs of improvement in certain market sectors. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, very, it's a market centered around unique properties, so if you have something unique going for yourself, you're still going to generate that demand, which is still going to give you a nice pop. You know, right. You're still going to get at or above market for a nice penthouse, a nice terrace. I still think there, there's demand out there for that, but I think if you're looking at a standard two-bedroom, two-bath, Yorkville co-op... You have a lot of competition right now, yeah. and it's, you're getting more competition than you are buyers,
1: so it's a challenging market. Anything pedestrian doesn't move.
0: What do you mean? You have that's, to sta- that's a better way of saying
1: it. You have to stand out. Mm-hmm. Like So if you just have a regular two-bed, two-bath, there's nothing all that special about it. But, of course, we know everybody's apartment is the most special.
3: Right.
0: Well, <laughs> we'll put aside the whole fact that every, every owner's apartment is better than everyone else's on the market. But you, So the pedestrian apartments are just not moving. No, and, butter, unless, unless they're the priced price. well
1: yeah. below right. the competition. Someone's got to walk into the apartment and be like, wow, this is so much better than everything I'm
0: seeing. So let me just – I'm looking at the market pulse here. This is, you know, quite frankly, it's at 39 right here. So the way to look at this is – um, if you look at total inventory, 39% of total inventory is in contract, right? So it's just a measure of demand relative to supply, right? Um, and I like to show buyer's market, seller's market, et cetera, because we've been down in this buyer's market thing for about three years now and declining. And look where, I mean, we're starting to tick up a little bit, but when I say we ticked up, we're ticking up from 0.34 to 0.39. We're not doing right, what we're right. supposed to be doing this time. Yeah, especially
1: in especially. May, yeah.
0: I know, that's the problem. The problem is we're in May, right. and this is, is supposed to be the peak of the active season. There really was no active season. Mm-hmm. Last month, we had the first month of actually over 1,000 contracts signed in April. That was the first indicator that w- there is was something maybe happening, yeah. but that usually starts to happen back in February and March. Yes, All Right. Yeah. What, I mean, what, do you, what do you tell clients? What's going on here?
1: Talk to me. Well, I mean, if you, if you break down the numbers, the numbers don't, and the reason why I brought up the rentals is because if you if you run these numbers, the numbers don't make sense for a buyer in a lot of instances.
0: From like a rent to own comparison,
1: kind? yeah. Or it used to be back in the day, I would send these rent versus buy, you know, um, attachments that they'd open up and they'd be like, oh well, why am I renting? And they buy it. But now it's it's kind of the reverse, right? You the numbers in a lot of it in instance just don't make sense it's just a lot cheaper like to rent. Why, why are you gonna spend all this money when you can just rent and then people say well i don't want to pay a landlord i don't want to throw away my money well you're throwing away money on interest aren't you
0: right
2: you're also tying them and you're throwing
1: down. away you're throwing away money yeah. on taxes you're throwing away money on right um you know maintenance costs right so like between the three of those things you have to add those up. Like, how close is that to what it, it would rent for?
0: Right. So there's a reset, basically, going on. And it's we're, a reset. And we're still in that reset. I mean, we have come down. I mean, do you think we have more to go down? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, well, but it's- but <laughs> if,
3: if, if it's more expensive to own than it is to rent, are landlords going to close that gap?
1: They will, eventually. Yeah. But it's happening. It, no, what just said it. We're in the middle of it.
3: Yeah. So when right.
1: it shakes out and the rental prices go too high, and the sale prices continue to come down, then it
0: will reverse. And what's interesting is in in the whole sluggishness that's encompassing all of the markets, generally in real estate, I almost feel like the rental rates ceased going up. There's concessions out there, but it's not like the rental rates are rising, getting close to that ownership Mm -hmm. level. It's almost like the rental rates stagnate and there's still a gap right there. So going forward, either one of two things has to happen, either those rental rates are going to start to moderately climb again while sales stagnates or that sales market has or to a get a little lower. Than they, or a combination. Yeah.
3: Well, let me ask you guys about sort of the demographics of who's selling and why. Are yeah. you seeing any shifts in why people are selling? They're, they're getting out of the city or they want to upgrade or
2: less upgrades, more leaving the city? or It's kind of across the board. I have yeah. one client that just wants to be out of the... They realize their cap rate <laughs> and they're like, oh, I can buy I can find... A property investment property, a multifamily with a better cap rate. Um, you know, closer to where I live. Uh, I do have clients that are looking to upgrade, so I, I think it really varies. I mean, if you're looking to kind of like cash out, now is not really the right. best time. Well uh, Unless you
0: unless you bought thirty years ago. Right. <laughs> right. But yes, generally I agree with you. Um, what about buyers? You guys representing a lot of buyers right now? Yeah. Okay, and any recent deals that have happened? Oh, yeah. It's okay, great, so... It's a great time. So, could you give me some color as to as how much are your buyers getting down from that asking price, approximately? Um, I mean, it totally varies. It it really
2: varies. I have one accepted offer where the last comp in the building traded for um, 1.8, and we're at 1.2 wow. right now. And then, yeah... That's got to be an outlier yeah that's an outlier it is is, no that that is an outlier okay is is there something going
0: on with the building or something no No. I
2: mean we're in due diligence right now so we'll find out I I, I don't think so that's definitely an outlier right Um, but on more pedestrian I mean we're still across the board depending on the property because Mm -hmm. your point is very correct um, in that if it does have some pop there's less of a discount on it that one happens to have some pop, which is even better for my buyer, but um, kind of generally across the board, we're seeing a kind of 5 to 10%
0: from where we were. That's the number I'm looking for. Okay, so 5 to 10%. I, the numbers okay. I got right here, these are just pure hardcore stats. Yeah. This is just Manhattan as a whole, 6.5%. Yeah. Median listing discounts. So sellers have to go down 6.5%. And of course, you got your... Half below and after half above. That's mm. after po- possibly reducing the price how mm. many times? Well, this is uh, – so it doesn't tell me that. But this is just from original asking price. Oh, from the original. Okay. Okay. I don't like to do last asking price. Okay. I like to try to go to the no, original no, asking okay. price okay. whatever possible. I'm surprised. I would think it would be lower. It, it's possible. Well, so there's a delay here. So that's the thing. Yeah. So like what you've been seeing in the field the last – four to nine months or so is still not filtered through here. We very well might be at minus eight, but we just don't know it yet. That's why I'm trying to do these podcasts, trying to figure out where... This is what what I
1: tell my buyers, okay? Okay. If I'm out there and I see... The average apartment's what's trading depending on co-op condo, 100, 120 days, right? Somewhere Mm -hmm. in that vicinity. That's what we're talking about. Not 100 days, yeah. So if I see something that's been on the market 90, 100, 110 days, I'm telling my buyer, there's no way we even consider, unless you absolutely love it and you don't want to listen to me, but there's no way we even consider paying within 5% of ask. Right. The market has spoken. Right. Today's market has spoken. Everything lags as Noah says, right? And right. as we all know. So that is your best indication of the market. If it hasn't moved in 90
0: days, right. you know the market has spoken. Right, so for condos, it's 114. Mm-hmm. And for co-ops, it's 87. Oh, so it went down a little bit. Right, well for co-ops. Um, co-ops took a dip. You know, I like to look... You know, here's what's going on. So month to month, we're going down. This is why it's so confusing, right? But month to month, we're going down. So it's like, ah, things are getting better, right? But year over year, I mean, condos are up. It's 37%. Higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I like to look at year over year. It filters out that noise of seasonality, right? Because month to month is more seasonal. And it's taking 37% longer for... Condos to trade and it's taking thirty-eight percent longer for co-ops, both right in line, right. which is really interesting. Right. So that's a solid convergence. I would right have thought
2: there. that condo no- that co-op number would be lower than the condo one. I, I bet not.
0: you if we now further divvy this up by price yeah. sector yeah. and we look at the one million and two million under co-op sector versus yeah. the five million plus, I, you're going to yeah. probably find yeah. exactly that.
1: Yeah. Right. I would think so too.
0: Yeah. Um, what about sell side? You guys got a bunch of listings going on right now? Yeah. How many listings I got? Listings
1: you got? I got uh, 15 or 16 listings? Is it Manhattan,
0: Brooklyn combined? All Manhattan right now. Okay. And and how's it going there?
1: The co-ops are easier to move than the condos, okay. especially if you're dealing with 421A building, mm-hmm. especially if you're dealing with a, a building that gets assessed harshly mm-hmm. from New York State. Interesting. So those t- people are really sensitive to the taxes.
0: For the 421A building, so yeah. buyers are sensitive to the fact that I'm, I'm paying X level for something that's just going to get expensive. Exponentially more expensive over the next six well, aside years. Well, it's not
1: that. I mean, if you think about it, look what's happened in the past year: mm-hmm. tax reform, four twenty one as expiring, and tax increases. Right. All at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. How can you handle that? Well, it's just, not it's affordable, right?
0: Affordability has just gone up. It's just, I, I just think the corrections happened. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think the market's down somewhere between ten and fifteen percent. It's it's hard to find the exact data point for this. If you actually go to the price per square foot chart and you take the peak of the the price per square foot, which happens to be in like April or or March of 2016, Mm -hmm. which we all know was not the peak of the market, but we do know that sales is lagging. So that early 16 is really representative of mid to late 2015, which is more the peak. And then you go to the bottom bar, which is probably a year and a half, two years later, it's around 11, 12%. So, if you look at like peak to draw from this cycle, that's what price per square foot shows, you know, 11% from top to bottom. I think we're down somewhere around 10 to 15%. I think it's totally different about if you were the 5 million plus That's exactly new plus development sector.
3: Yeah. But I think what yeah. the point, Brian, you were trying to make was that there's, there's really not a, there's not a clear end in sight here. There's or really no, no reason. Let me, to let me just explain to peers. you why I think what I think. Since I'm the,
1: I'm the perma bear <laughs> on this yeah. show. We're as waking as up the Buy gold, everybody. Buy gold. I do buy gold, yeah. Um, I, we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah. after the segment. I'm not sure we have enough time for that. Yeah. Um, no, but it, if you look at last year and you look at the. I think Street Easy came out with an article a bunch of months ago about how much inventory came off the market that just became inactive. I, I got it. you have that article so that that delisted inactive whatever you want to call it they they just didn't sell that was like 50% of the inventory yeah okay that was about so they came out that article what six months ago
0: yeah and it's actually more it's it's about 60% so here's here's the thing
1: you have more inventory on today by about 10% than you had last year at the same time
0: All right, let's explain this to people so off market and again I, I love the off market because it's their missing indicator because either something's active, it's either going into contract, it's either closing, or it's going off-market. Right. And if it goes off-market, it's probably because it didn't get the price that the, the owner wanted. And if that's happening in mass, and off-market is rising, it is a weak indicator. So it's just another indicator to confirm what's going on out there. Um, but off-market are listings that are active, on the market, and then they were taken off and removed because of whatever reason. Yep. right? And now you're measuring that group. and it's So half the
1: inventory last year that did not move.
0: Yeah, it's four thousand. So, like, if so, what you're talking about is we got inventory at seven thousand something, is active inventory. Now you got off market inventory at four thousand something. It's really twelve thousand total. Those, inventory. those people
1: aren't going to give it a shot again. I uh, mean, of course they are. They're going to give it a shot either maybe in in the fall season or next spring.
0: But those are going to come back. It's no, you're you're right, and this is why it's important to track this. It's just I like to look at it in a different way. Um, I like to look at it like it's up seventeen percent year over year. Um, when I look at days on market, it's up forty percent. When I look at supply, it's up eleven percent. When I look at pending sales, it's up one percent. So all of the negative indicators are up a lot, and all the positive indicators are kind of right. What if not you, if you up. take if
3: you take the basket of off market inventory? What, what do you what do you expect of those off markets are? people who really actually do want to sell but they just took it off market versus they're, someone's they're like you know what my, the price
1: i, I got a promotion i'm gonna stay they're not getting probably the 2015 the 2017 prices mm-hmm. so they come off so are we going to get back to 2015 2017 well i don't know
0: yeah but i mean if not, you look not at, with all this inventory here's the thing though not all of this is going to come back on if you look at it it's somewhere in the range of like you know 1500 and 4000 over the last couple of four or five years so this always is going to stay at around the 2000 3000 there's there's a couple thousand of these that are. It's going to stay there at all times. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's I, not just going to all come back
2: on. One conversation I know we've been having with our sellers is that, hey, you're not, you're not able to get the price that you want, let, let's rent it out for you. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to say.
0: Is that, and this is not measuring that. Right. So all those that are going to rent right. or maybe a renewal or something.
1: But here's the problem with that. It's yeah. not really affordable. Well, it's not necessarily a good investment to be a landlord in New York City right now. Think about it. Well, yeah. What are you getting out of New York City right now? You're getting a 3% cap rate Right? If you're lucky, you can put your money in the bank, in a CD, and get 3%, close to 3% right now. Right. 250 275 there are certain places I know where you can get 3 So why do you want to be an owner? You're only an owner because you have to be, well, correct? But, and if well, you yeah, you, you live don't want to sell.
0: I mean, it's, right, it's, it's, it hasn't been speculative or friendly for a long time.
1: The, the yeah. question is, no, what's going to make this change? Right. Right? So how's the market going to change? What are what are things that can happen? This is what I discuss with my customers who aren't having these conversations who want to keep you know their apartments. They don't want to sell it right now because of this pullback. So mm-hmm. what's going to get us back up to where we were? And I think there's a few ways that this can happen, and they're not easy. Right. One, we got to change some of these tax laws. You know, which t- is entirely possible. Which is possible. It's possible. I don't know that it's likely, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, two, the dollar dollar goes down, mm-hmm. you'll have foreign investors come back. Right now they're also strong. So they're not, strong. strong. The condo, right. not the co ops though. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, another thing that can happen is get you know, Chinese the, the Chinese change their laws again and we they can start getting their money out and come mm-hmm. back and purchasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is the rental market you know rises mm-hmm. as we spoke before and you see the correction take place and people start going back to buying because the rentals are too expensive those are four things off the top of my head that i can see making a change right. but they have to happen it's not going to just go up again just because right. i would even argue they have to happen in combination
3: i think there's a couple of them you could get just if they're just one
1: of them it could just create a perfect storm yeah i mean you need I mean, something there needs to be something to evoke this
0: change. we need a b12 shot for the market
1: we do we yeah. do and and i think really what it comes down to is this tax thing it's a nightmare
0: yeah, and I think people are just starting to really kind of realize. And recently, you know, there's some threads on StreetEasy going around. People are like, "Holy crap! I just got my, just got my increase." I'm starting to realize what's going on here. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a reset. It's an affordability it, reset.
3: And yeah, and I think you're especially right that the four twenty one A's are going to get hit. Extremely well, they got hard. hit really and, hard. And even if you're yeah. looking at holding because you don't want to sell and you want to put it up for rent, if you have a looming tax bill coming, but your rent might you, not even cover your entire net, your mortgage and your taxes. So, Right. right. Especially levels. with the
0: mortgage, yeah. yeah. Let me just say also one potential positive, even though it's because it's, there's a lot of new development that has already been built that's in the supply chain that's going to come out for the next couple of years, but there's not a lot of building going on right now. There's not a lot of people rushing to, to build. Like I'm talking about like now for four or five years from now. So at some point, we're going to go through a pipeline cutoff that's probably two or three years out. We were right. talking to Jared and yeah. Sean about this, yeah. Yeah. and I think they were comfortable going out to 2021, right. and they weren't comfortable going after because it it's just too early. Yeah. But I know that the land prices, um, the labor prices, everything add all that up, and then what you're getting for the product at the end of the day on the open market, something's wrong. Right. Right. And a lot of developers are just waiting it out, and right. they're like, I oh, got three years, four years.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen a you lot know. of new construction that's dedicated to rental, I've seen a lot of new construction mm-hmm. that's dedicated to senior living facilities, which is interesting it's new that I haven't
2: seen a lot of happening so yeah that is interesting it's so, shifting focuses don't mean to shift but the one metric that I did see on uh, urban digs that I thought was encouraging uh, to uh, the sales market right now is the resupply
0: pace. Ooh. You know, Yuval Greenblatt. Yuval. I boy Yuval Shout at Element. Yuval. Shout out to Yuval. That's his chart. Am I in good company? Well, so a lot of, not a lot of people use that chart okay. or understand what it is. And, and Yuval came to me and he's like, Noah, you track monthly new supply, which is great. Mm. It's telling me how much is coming on this month versus last month and year over year. You, you track monthly contract deal activity, which is great. But you don't track the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. I want to see, is it a plus 1,000? And the, and one of the reasons I didn't want to is because the off-market... There's some listings coming off-market, so it's right. not... That's one nah. missing link, not... Uh, you know what
2: I'm saying? It gets confusing. I gotcha. I, okay, I wouldn't have thought the off-market gets bundled in there.
0: It, it doesn't. Oh, okay, okay, it doesn't. Right. And that's exactly why. Yeah. Like, I was questioning whether or not it should. Yeah. You know, because technically, if it's off-market, maybe not, it, it should be deducted out of this. But, I mean, we never did a chart like this. We were kind of inventing charts. Right. So the resupply base, um, in, in short... Uh, explanation here is the higher it goes the weaker the number and the the lower it goes the stronger the number think about a month where a thousand listings go active on the market and 1500 listings go into contract so there's a net loss of 500 so this would be net minus 500 in that case but it's a very good indicator a a lot of people don't use it because they don't understand it but of where the market is and it's it's down 20 percent year over year and we use that a lot, and we use the market pulse a lot too. The market pulse is great. And if it's you look great.
1: at the market pulse, you will look at their levels at 2011 and 12. Yeah, close to 2011, but they're really in yeah. 2012 territory. That yeah. concerns me when I see that. Yeah, that is really
0: scary. But to so think that so that's all the way down there. An interpretation of the market, but the market pulse is the barometer of the market: buyer, buyer market, sellers market, and it's it's just negative right now. It's down 10, percent which means we're weaker from last year, which means Pending to been, active, right? Yes, yeah. supply pace is is down 20%, which tells me that this actual month was actually decent from last April. April of last year was worse off than this year, which means, again, we hope it's a start of a new trend, but as you were saying, it's it's May.
2: That's exactly it. We're in July, after July, yeah. Yeah.
0: So listen, we're getting towards the end over here. Um, I know you're bearish, do I don't want to talk about your negative bear. I'll give bear you my positive.
1: Can, can, <laughs> can, can, can I give you my bullish?
0: Yes, give me your bullish. So my, my <laughs> bullish is
1: this, and obviously, listen, I work with buyers, so you know, I, I try to get really good deals for them because I'm a bear in the market, right. so I make sure to, you know, I talk them out of deals a lot of times because I really want to protect them mm-hmm. from making a bad investment. But I do think that having your money in Manhattan is a good thing. Right. I think it's a good diversification play to own in Manhattan. You just have to get the right deal. And you have to find the right brokers that are going to talk you out of a bad
0: deal. Right. That's what we do. Right. And and, and there are transactions going on right now. So bu- at the end of the day, buyers and sellers are meeting. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. But really quick, so that I got the buyer tip. Give me a seller tip.
2: Expectation. Expect the apartment to sit on the market for 100 days. That's yeah. average days on the market. You know, price a- accordingly. So you give yourself a little bit room unless you have a really, really distinct, unique apartment that's mm-hmm. going to get... Go over ask, but we're really hardly seeing that. That's kind of – that's an outlier. Right. So give yourself a little wiggle room to negotiate and the expectation that the apartment's going to be on the market for about three months.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's tough for sales as well. It's tough. And what about agents? You got agents out there that are trying to up their game. They're struggling out there. What do you, what do you say to them? Uh – I know it's tough. I put you on the spot.
2: Right, open houses, Fizbos, just go meet people. Right, just have to
0: go. You talking people. about
1: having trouble moving listings or having trouble it, just doing it, business? Either, they, either just, they have, yeah. Yeah. they're having everything. No.
0: they trouble. I would love to have. What do you say to agents having trouble moving listings? I'd
1: say, this is what I do. I spend a lot of time. When I say a lot of time, I'm talking about an hour, two hours a clip. I can show you emails. I think I've shown you emails before, where I dissect the whole market in their individual area and I figure out why the apartment's not moving mm-hmm. and I make you know really good arguments as to why they're not priced correctly I don't just tell them and say trust me I say look at the data mm-hmm. how can you argue with this mm-hmm. but I take the time to give them that insight so then they're at the point where they have to go like this right because you can't really argue with what the numbers are saying
0: alright so, so you gotta know the market and you gotta have that conversation and you gotta use data and technology that's the awesome stuff Andrew Sachs Brian Morgan thank you guys for joining us we're at City Habitats this is Noah and John from Urban Digs we are Talking Manhattan we'll see you next time